Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6-12, through 12, called The Restrainer and the Strong Delusion. I have to tell you, I'm going to get on my hobby horse here for a second, because pastors have placated to the people. Many people have no clue. They've never heard what I'm talking about, and they're never going to hear it on a Sunday morning because we're too busy trying to make them feel good about themselves. You're okay. We're okay. We're all okay. Say it again. You're okay. We're okay. We're all okay. Bling! We're... Say, okay, look. There's a place for encouragement. Not here, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, when do you do it, Pastor Michael? Okay, look, the next section, I'll have some encouragement for you. Please come back next Sunday. I'll encourage you, I promise. I'll smile a lot. But right now, <laughs> I'm dealing with the text. You want to know it? Here it is. This is what Paul says. The good news, hey, I got some good news for you. Jesus Christ is going to destroy this character. Destroy means he will make him null and void. He will make him idle. His coming will be so bright, this guy will melt in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This guy's a phony. He'll make his appearance, but only for a quick moment. Isaiah 11.4 says, But with righteousness he will judge the poor, speaking of Messiah, decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth, Isaiah 11.4. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Revelation uses the same sword picture coming out of the Lord's mouth, destroying his enemies. Detailed picture of it is in Revelation 19. It's too good not to turn there. We're going to go quickly. Revelation 19, towards the end of your Bibles. Take a look. Jesus is depicted as coming on a war horse. This is an end times uh, scene. It's beautiful just to read it, and it goes in concert with 2 Thessalonians 2, what we just read. Revelation 19.11 says, I saw heaven opened. Revelation 19.11. Behold, a white horse. He who sat on it is called faithful and true. In righteousness he judges and wages war. Revelation 19.12. His eyes are a flame of fire. Upon his head are many diadems or crowns. He has a name written upon him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword so that with it he may smite the nations. He will rule them with a rod of iron and he will tread the winepress. He treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried out with a loud voice saying to all the birds which fly in the mid heaven, come assemble for the great supper of God in order that you may eat the flesh of kings and all and the flesh of commanders, the flesh of mighty men the flesh of horses and those who sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free men, slaves, small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies 
assembled to make war against him who sat upon the horse and against his army. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet, we, we studied this last time in Revelation 13, who performed signs in, the, in his presence, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword which came from the mouth of him who sat upon the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. All right, back to 2 Thessalonians 2. <laughs> the Lord is going to judge the living and the dead at his appearing and by, by his appearing and in his kingdom. 2 Timothy 4.1. Paul says, In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all those who love his appearing. So the appearing of Jesus is going to be when he vanquishes his enemies and rescues his people and vanquishes his enemies. Verse 9, 2 Thessalonians 2. Now a little bit more about this man of lawlessness. That is, the one whose coming, that is the same word parousia or parousia in Greek, of the second coming of Jesus, it's his revealing, if you will, in a different way. The one whose coming is in accord with the activity or the word is power or energy of Satan. Notice what he will do with all power, Greek word dunamis, and signs. These are false signs and false wonders, Greek word pseudos, where we get the word pseudo, lying wonders. This man will have power, but his power will be satanic. He will be performing deceptive signs so as to dupe the world. Listen to Matthew 24. Just write it down for your notes. 24 and 25, Jesus says, last day's context. False Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I've told you in advance. Matthew 24 24 and 25. And so we have now this uh, imposture, this false Christ. He comes with all deception, 10, of wickedness for those who perish. Because, why do people perish? Because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. The truth is in Jesus. If you will not receive Jesus into your life, you will perish. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish. They will have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. But this is the condemnation that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. That's why they won't come to the light. That's why they push the truth away. And you're going to see a verse that could be troubling because it's going to talk about God sending a strong delusion. But I want you to see verse 10, that this is a human decision. God is sovereign, but there's human decision here because these people who perish would not receive, the word is welcome, it implies welcome here, 
they would not receive the love of the truth. He came to his own, John 1, 11 and 12, but his own would not receive him. But to as many as received him, Christ, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Amen? This is salvation. You must receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't receive him, he is, Jesus is salvation. That's what his name means. Yahweh is salvation. That's Jesus. If you won't receive God's means of salvation, then you'll be judged, simply put. And the judgment will be the law of God. And I just say, rots a ruck. Lots of luck. <laughs> if you need the interpretation. <laughs> no less than Calvin said, those who perished were deserving of it, nay, more did their own accord choose death. They chose it. They chose to reject the gospel. 2 Thessalonians 1.8 says they would not obey the gospel and they paid the penalty of eternal destruction. The word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. 1 Corinthians 1.18 But to us who are being saved, the word of the cross, the gospel, is the power of God. But the gospel is veiled to many people. They've been blinded. Blinded by sin. Blinded by the enemy. And here is a sobering verse. And we're winding down, I promise. And for this reason, because they would not receive the love of the truth, verse 10, God will send upon them a deluding influence. You have an NIV, it says a powerful delusion, so that they might believe what is false. There's a definite article here in the Greek, literally the lie, the pseudos, what is false. Because they would not receive the love of the truth, that's the reason, beginning of 11. God sends them a powerful delusion and they believe the lie. I'll tell you what, that is sobering. Because it says that at some point in history, and I would fast forward this, this to the last days, people who reject the gospel will be given a delusion from God himself so that they cannot believe. And nobody ever would want to be at that point, right? Where God says, okay, if this is what you're going to do, I'm going to confirm you in your lostness. Now, I'm running out of time, but I'm going to give you a parallel passage to consider. And you might want to read it this week. It's Romans 1, 24 through 32. And many of you have studied this before here, but here's what it says. When people move to idolatry, they reject God, they believe evolution, you name it, they worship false gods, they go into abased sexual practices. Three times in Romans 1, 24 through 32, it says God gave them over. God gave them over. God gave them up, you could render it. And God at some point says to people, if you want to do it your way, then I'm going to give you over to your sin. And you're going to become so hard-hearted, it's going to be hard for you to believe. Now here's something that I find hope in. And I'll just back up for a general principle. The prodigal son, the father let him go, right? You want to go? Go. But when he came to his senses in the filth of his sin, what did he decide to do? He came back home. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. I'll tell you what, that is sobering. Because it says that at some point in history, and I would fast forward this this to the last days, people who reject the gospel will be given a delusion from God himself so that they cannot believe. And nobody ever would want to be at that point, right? Where God says, okay, if this is what you're going to do, I'm going to confirm you in your lostness. Now, I'm running out of time, but I'm going to give you a parallel passage to consider. And you might want to read it this week. It's Romans 1, 24 through 32. And many of you have studied this before here, but here's what it says. When people move to idolatry, they reject God, they believe evolution, you name it. They worship false gods, they go into abased sexual practices. Three times in Romans 1, 24 through 32, it says God gave them over. God gave them over. God gave them up, you could render it. And God at some point says to people, if you want to do it your way, then I'm going to give you over to your sin. And you're going to become so hard-hearted, it's going to be hard for you to believe. Now here's something that I find hope in. And I'll just back up for a general principle. The prodigal son, the father let him go, right? You want to go? Go. But when he came to his senses in the filth of his sin, what did he decide to do? He came back home. Now, the last day scenario that I've painted for you that's in our scriptures here is only going to matter to the last generation that deals with it. Every other generation has to decide whether or not you want to follow Christ. Amen? Whether whether or not you want to believe the lie and live in the lie and spend your whole life in rebellion, or if you want to find true life in Christ, find true meaning. And that is probably going to be, obviously, the truth that is most important to most people. And they believe what is false. Write this down. This is Isaiah 66.4 in the New King James. God says of his people, so I will choose their delusions and bring their fears on them. This is Isaiah 66, 4. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not hear. But they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I do not delight. New King James, Isaiah 66, 4. They wouldn't hear me when I called, so I'll choose their delusions for them. Now this is an interesting consideration. But in 1 Kings 22, a lying spirit goes out from the Lord because people want to hear lies, so God says, I'll confirm them in the lie. 
An evil spirit went out from the Lord to terrorize Saul in 1 Samuel 16, 14, because he would not obey God. And there are some interesting passages where God, and it, it's somewhat surprising, he confirms people in the lie. And that is a boundary that no one should ever want to cross. And that is what we see in biblical revelation. And here's the result. In order that they all may be judged, condemned, who did not, what? Believe the truth, but rather they took pleasure in wickedness. It takes us right back to Romans 1, 18 through 32. For them, says Morris, evil has become good. And here we have a picture of the final judgment, the separation of the wheat from the chaff, the uh, wheat from the tares, the sheep from the goats. And if you receive the love of the truth, all you got to do is receive it as a gift. You're saved. How beautiful is that? It's already paid for, already signed, sealed, delivered. You just got to say, okay, Lord, thank you. And you're saved. Why do we make it so difficult? Because the world is filled with lies because we do have an enemy. And here I look out at a room of a group of people that I know is a very thankful group. Amen? Because you know what you were saved from and saved unto. And this is the good news of the gospel that we proclaim. Salvation is of the Lord. And Father, we're going to take the elements that remind us of the great price that was paid for our salvation, namely the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, him bearing the weight of my sin. How blessed is the man or woman whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. What a blessing. David wrote that after he had sinned with Bathsheba and he talked about the gospel. How blessed is this group of people that are Christians, whether watching by live stream or here personally, how blessed our transgression is forgiven. Our sin has been sent away. It's not exposed to your judgment any longer. It's covered by the blood of the Lamb. We are so grateful. If you, Lord, kept a record of my sin, I would be in the dust but you saved me and gave me your son's righteousness and I'm so grateful. Take a moment as your head and heart is bowed before we take these elements. If you're not a Christian, if you're not sure that you've received the love of the truth, Jesus is the truth, so as to be saved, ask him to save you right now. He is a prayer away. But the Bible does say to turn from your sin, to repent of it. You could say something like this, Lord, I'm sorry. I've sinned against you. I've done it my own way. I've swam in the consequences of that. But thank you that Jesus came to rescue me and die for me. I repent of my sin. I ask you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please save me. Teach me to follow you all the days of my life. If you're a prodigal and you've wandered away and you've ended up in the mud pit and you want to come home, you can come home right now. Just say, Father, forgive me. You know, the prodigal couldn't even get his speech out because the father hugged him and loved him. He had always loved him and God loves you. And I would just say, come home. 
wherever you may be, wherever you may be watching, come home. Just say, Father, forgive me. I want to be in right standing with you and he'll cleanse you and he'll give you a new start, a new beginning. Thank you, Lord. And as we now remember your pierced body and your shed blood, we give you thanks for the price of our redemption. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to The Restrainer and the Strong Delusion, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6-12. through 12. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on apps like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, and many more. Please search for us and subscribe so you can listen to this series and many other teachings from Pastor Michael, like his teachings in 1 Thessalonians or the book of Revelation. Remember, search and subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, you may have come to the end of The Restrainer and The Strong Delusion, and you say, man, I got more questions than I got answers. Hey, I feel you, and that's all right. Because you know what? These are tough passages, and and there's different perspectives because there's been good people who have approached it and come to some different conclusions. I would just say to you, test it by the Word of God. Do your own homework. Struggle with it. Don't just believe one point of view because that's always what you heard, whether that's mine or somebody else's. But test it. Examine it. Go back and listen to it again. These messages are there on the uh, website, on the app. You can go back and listen to the podcast and uh, you can wrestle with it some more. These, these things are worth wrestling with so that we know the truth and we understand uh, what's going on. Hey, well, I want to invite you to Living Truth Christian Fellowship where I serve as senior pastor. This is Michael Lance. The church is Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. It's the great church behind Walk in Truth. And the church does a great job supporting radio ministry. Many of you are our partners. We'd love many more of you to partner with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because when you pray and you give, we can do more to reach people just like you, friends that you care about, loved ones. We want to take this ministry all over the world, if the Lord would will it. And right now we're in a few radio markets. We could do much more and we want to do more. So please consider partnering with us. You can give when you go to walkintruth.com. We deeply appreciate your prayers and your partnership and you telling friends about what you're hearing on the broadcast. Now, I pastor a church in the city of Corona that I've been telling you about. It's called Living Truth right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue in Corona, 1009 Arsenal Way, think of the armor of God. We do two Sunday morning services, 9 and 11.15 a.m. We have a lot of different options for you to worship, including if you're out of Southern California, you can join us via live stream, our YouTube channel at the 9 a.m. service, and that you can discover when you search for Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona or when you go to walkintruth.com and you click on the church tab. But it would be amazing If you're anywhere within driving distance of the Inland Empire, to come on out. We'd love to meet you. We'd love for you to worship with us. Information, driving directions, all available. What's going on for kids, youth, etc. When you go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, or download that Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store and do it today. It's free, and it's the red logo with the pillars. Well, As we conclude another blessed week where God has given us a beautiful time together and the platforms that we have, 
can I just take a moment to pray with you? And um, if you're driving, just keep your eyes open. The Lord will hear us. But uh, I just want to close the week in prayer. Father, thank you for your living word. Living truth was birthed out of a passion that the word of God is living and powerful. Thank you that it's bearing fruit in our family's life, whether that's our immediate family, our church family, our wonderful listening family. Thank you that your word produces, doesn't come back void, is magnificent and precious promises. Lord God, I pray for that person right now that's just holding on, they're confused, they're torn up. Please, please just stable them in their storm. Um, if someone is, is just saying, man, I, I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I don't know where to turn me. May they turn to you where you will be found. Bless each precious family member listening today by podcast, radio, or otherwise. Thank you for them. Bless them. Remind them of your great love for them. And those who don't know you, I pray they'd cry out today, Jesus, save me. Be my Lord, my Savior, my God, my King, my friend. Well, I'm so glad that you've been listening, and uh, I am blessed to be part of this great team at Walk in Truth. Check out uh, all that you need to know at walkintruth.com, and have a blessed weekend. We'll see you right here on Monday, Lord willing. And join us next week for teachings from Pastor Michael Lance in the book of 2 Thessalonians in the series called Our Crown at His Coming. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.